Okay, we're here at Tower Marketing. This is Tower After Hours uh, Episode 4. Um, obviously, we've already done a lot of uh, uh, pre-work on everything that we're going to talk about because everybody's just giggling. I'm sorry. We have, we have two new people here today. We have Ashley, who's going to be the giggle puss on this whole episode. Because she can't hello. She is our designer. Um, she's been with us for about... Uh, Seven months or eight months? Yeah. Seven months. Y'all? Y'all? Yeah. <laughs> We're changing our accent for this whole episode. We also have Chris, who's our developer. Hello. Um, <laughs> that's how you do it, Ashley. Oh, I'm talking to the mic. Camera shy. Oh, this is going to be a bad I'm not going to be able to okay. get through this. So we're going to take turns going around talking about a topic. Mike, you didn't introduce me. Oh, Alyssa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is Alyssa, who has been a staple in all of our uh, after hours. All right, you're making all our 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 video equipment go off the rails. Sorry, Alyssa, we're redlining, please. So we usually start with Alyssa. So we're going to start with Alyssa today because we need to calm her down. I can calm down. Okay, good. Um, so my topic is a little outside of my realm, but I thought about the audience that we had in here today, which is. A designer, an old designer. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Ashley for half a second. This will be the last time that you hear Alyssa on this. And a developer. So and my topic. A young designer. I said a designer. An old designer. <laughs> I, um, it's on web typography. So I found this article that pretty much talks about the three principles of the new web typography. And I really am interested to see what you guys think about it. So they said the three principles are as follows. Prioritize text over font, meaning semantics over style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two, Mm -hmm. user make tools that reveal the consequences of typographic decisions. So loading, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the third one is web typography is only as strong as it is weak. So my first question for you guys. Well, heady. <laughs> yeah, that third one was real heady. <laughs> it was a it was a, it was a lengthy article that are. I really got to meet and skimmed it. Um, so my first question is in the article they talk about the font and the styling that you use in print materials. Is there's not much difference between font and text. They're pr- Take it for what it is. There pretty much isn't all like, oh, it can draw in and it can have. Whereas on web, there's a lot more room to be creative with the the font and the typography that you're using. So what do you think really is the strength or difference between using font or typography in, in web? You mean typeface? Like font yeah. typeface? Yes, but they're okay. calling it web typography. Web typography, typography is completely different. I mean, like you have line uh line height you have uh letting you have uh kerning you have everything that goes into it from different browsers will register fonts differently mm-hmm. um whereas print it's just what you get i mean it's just it's right off the bat mm-hmm. it's printed it's it's stable um you really have to be flexible especially when it comes to web development um as a as a designer and as a user to be open to kind of different ideas and different mm-hmm. thoughts yeah treatments on on how your fonts will look at the end it could look great on paper, and it, when you see it up on the screen, you mm-hmm. open it up in Chrome, and it's not what you expected. So then how do you pair, like when you do a logo redesign? So we did a logo redesign recently. We redesigned their website, but we also provided 
I think business cards, t-shirt. I mean, so that's using the same font treatment, the same font from a logo in multiple different facets. See, that's the thing you got to be careful of because it looks good when you do it on a logo and you print it out and it looks fantastic. You right. put it on the web. Like our, like our See, current web font doesn't look good. Like the tower font just doesn't look good in, in web. I but it looks when, great on print. But it looks good on print. we went about doing that logo, we had it in mind that it was going to be both in print and in web. Right. Okay. So going into it ahead of time, we knew, I don't know, that we it just had to work across the board. Well, a lot of clients we have don't have that luxury. They have their logo and their, mm-hmm. their design done before, well before that they have their website completed. Yeah. So they, they're kind of not stuck so much, but they have this urge to want to use the logo that's in their um or the font that's in their logo throughout the website. And that generally is where we run into a lot of headaches because it doesn't look good. It doesn't fit right. Well, that's when we have the opportunity to educate the client then and find something that complements it. <laughs> she's crying. She, she started crying. Her. She's so into <laughs> the interview. She's just breaking down right now. She's sobbing. <laughs> You know, I think I've seen that article too. I mean, honestly, it's super long. I don't even know the difference between the word font and typeface. I mean, they're good. Used, I'm not the only one. <laughs> they're used interchangeably. I mean, if you say font or you say typeface, people are gonna know what you're talking about. Well, they're used interchangeably, but that doesn't necessarily mean they are interchangeable. It's it's semantics when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, I think our clients just when it comes to font choice, um, uh, we you know. It's as a designer, you would give them a number of options as opposed to just having them come to the table with a lot of font choices that necessarily work. I mean, we've ran into issues where um, a lot of fonts, like on your computer, even if they're in like Adobe, they're not necessarily approved for web development. You, would, you either need a license or they're just not there. Um, we've had that happen a couple of times. We usually use Google Fonts or Font Squirrel to figure out what exactly... Fonts are able to be used and what combinations are best. So. What are you using more of? Are you using more Google Fonts? Personally, I am. I, I think I start with Google Fonts and then sometimes just because like they only have so many in a sense, I find myself starting to use the same thing over and over again. So then I'll look over to Font Squirrel yeah. or... And see like if fonts. I can find com something is else. expensive because you have yeah, to buy there's, a web Yeah, there's there's like Adobe TypeKit and there's another one called like I forget it's like Cloud Typography or something like that we used on on a client. Yeah. Problem with that is the it has to go out and acquire those fonts from that server or that cloud and then send it back to the website. Mm-hmm. It increases your page load speed and right. if that ever goes down, which Adobe TypeKit probably won't, but just saying. Uh, then your your fonts are going to back up to like just a standard sans. Or so sans now everybody's staff. been designing with like this has been a designs trend. Is there are all these free fonts out there? So I'm right. just going to keep throwing fonts in there. So now everybody's throwing multiple fonts in there. Does that th- slow that down? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The more font faces, even if you have like three, but you have four different bolds. You have like bold, bolder. You have thin, mm-hmm. italic, light. But if there all five slow it down. Google fonts, does it matter? Still, uh, Google fonts, when you use it, it tells you how much it's going to slow down your site speed. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're selecting like mm-hmm. bold, italic, normal, it tells you the weight it is for a developer and also shows you as both a designer and as a client, if you wanted to go in and look at it, how much it's going to slow down your speed. And you'll be surprised how fast it goes up because um, it, it has to render all of them. Right. 
um, has to go out and get them and render them. The other way to do it is uh, Font Squirrel, what you would do is you would actually upload the file, the font file, and it would package it and spit out basically a code for you to put it into your you know, SCSS or whatever you're using to actually download the font and use it. So every time you go on the website, it acquires the font for you. But Font Squirrel has a lot of blacklists. So if you try to put in one that's a designer font, it won't, it just will tell you that this is not copy or this is copyrighted. It's a great check to do. When you look in Google Fonts, like I know it, it tells you about web speed and all that stuff, but does it tell you about like the ease of readability from a bot? No, you have the option to look at it as a title, a paragraph. Okay. Um, I think that's it. There's probably something else. You get to, like, if it's a header, it'll show you, like, as an example, as a header or so on and so forth. But it won't necessarily, you know, give you ease of use as a bot. Okay. The bot doesn't, I mean, the Google bot doesn't care. Yeah, it does. The does SEO, it? The SEOs would say, yes, it cares. Ooh, now we got an interesting topic. To talk about. They would. Because, <laughs> because, frankly, when you when Google reads the code, it reads text. It right. reads just the plain text. It well, doesn't read the That's font. what I thought. We I talked about, it. remember we I talked about this last time we were in here, when Kimber was in here? We talked about, we were talking about load speed and, and whatever else, but we were also talking about fonts that Google is having a hard time. We have one client's website oh, that has yeah. a really curly font as the mm-hmm. as headers. It's great as an accent like on their homepage, but it's their like H2. That's really how you, odd. How do you know that Google's having a hard time? Yeah. I guess they're seeing it in Webmaster Tools or something. I've never heard of I I mean I could be wrong. I've never heard but of But I've it never heard now. of yeah, cuz if if it I mean Fonts, you press the A key, the computer recognizes that you wrote an A. It doesn't matter if it's curly or if it's in wingdings. Yeah, it's still it going to notice. The it doesn't read. I don't know. Google doesn't look at I the I could be wrong. I mean, but that's code. what I would always just thought. I don't know. That's just funny. Oh, SEO that's people. That's just funny. Yeah, those SEO people. They <laughs> All right, moving on. By the way, team, great job of getting it together because everybody we, was just a big last. A little bit mess. of a rocky start. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ashley. <laughs> All right, we're going to go in. Chris Wait, I have one more question. Shoot. Oh my god. Dun dun dun. Serif or sans serif? If you had to pick one. Depends on the. If you had to pick one, the sans. I, I, I would pick serif because serif has a lot more options to Chris. it. Well, I'm the tiebreaker? No, I. Yeah, Uh-oh. you are. <laughs> oh, are you not voting? I mean, I can vote, but then it could you be even. I don't know. I'll go with sans. I, I have. I don't. I, don't I like serif. Cool. Well, now we're split. Why? I think there are a lot more fonts that have more personality based on serifs. I like the personality, but I don't. I know All they sans say serifs look the same. Yeah, I know they say sans serif is easier to read. I actually think serif is easier to read. There are studies that show serifs actually help people read because along the line, yeah, create those horizontal lines. I agree. However, isn't that what you have like the baseline and everything for in the first place? So everything is aligned. What I'm going to say, though, about Sans is I think it's just overall cleaner. and I feel like it's boring. Sorry. Well. Yeah. That's all i got to say about that. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that most books are not printed in Sans Serif. Right. And I understand that. And I so understand for print, My article like... was in Serif. Cool. That's why I picked it. Great. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on. so easy to read. <laughs> Moving on. Our next topic... Me? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the, um, the features of, uh, of um, some web development that we've been seeing a lot of clients use recently. A lot of clients are coming to us and with videos, either 
adding them as embed uh, images or using them as complete background images to a section that autoplay as you scroll through the site. Uh, it's an amazing feature. It looks great. And there's just a lot of kind of hangups from a developer standpoint that we want to, I want to kind of point out. Um, You're myth busting. I'm myth busting. And this is your platform. This is my platform. Uh, generally, the shorter, the better the video. So around 30 to 60 seconds is always um, better than something that's like two minutes long. Oh, here goes Ashley. Ashley's, <laughs> Ashley's busting up. <laughs> Ashley's laughing. I can't handle it. Go ahead, Chris. Good God. 30 to 60 <laughs> seconds long. She's, Good? You all right? She's, yeah, she's no, on our no, next no, podcast. That. <laughs> you guys brought attention to it. Yeah, well, I can what is 30 to 60 seconds? Just any video? Essentially, if you're doing a video in the background of the website. Wow. Um, but do you wow. recommend that? Seems long. 30 to 60 seconds. But do you recommend a video in the background of a website? Yeah, absolutely. I think 30 to 60 seconds is a bit too long. I do, honestly. The shorter, the better for the video is is mm-hmm. always is always recommended. But can you get them to loop? Well, yeah, that too. But the attention span of users is around like 8.5 seconds. And according closing. to one study in like, yeah, yeah, 2015. We see a lot Just of videos that open up. Topic. We see a lot of videos that open up with the logo of the client slowly fading in or something gets drawn in. Start your story where it gets interesting. Show the product. Show what your service is. And then build throughout that. I mean, you, you have to grab the user pretty much at the jump. Show the finished product and then move into what you do. You can save all the technical aspects throughout for the rest of the site. Um, there's no really time threshold that we stand by as developers. Uh, it's just essentially getting user kind of... Uh, you know, to, to stay on your video and watch it as opposed to leave the site. Some videos can go up to, geez, like, what, 56 megs, 24 megs, which is huge. It's just one step become a fad. <clears throat> it's like everything becomes a fad. Everybody uses it. Like- if it's used correctly, it looks amazing. It really does. We can get high-quality videos that are short, that tell a great, quick story yeah. with images, no sound, um, no text. Um, and we'll put it into the background of the website, and it starts auto-playing as soon as you hit it, and it looks great. I, but, saw, I saw a website today that actually had tiles um, where every single photo had a Facebook story or a blog. Right. They were all videos, every single mm-hmm. one of them, and they were just snippets. And they they have to be actually, on their own server to handle now, that. probably have what um, they call a CDN, content delivery. Yeah. I mean, it goes into both user experience and, from a development standpoint, uh, site load speed which hurts your SEO if it's too slow and so on and so forth. So just kind of keeping the message short and simple, especially on those background videos, is much more preferred and saving the technical aspects for your site. You're trying to draw the user in to your site. You're not just trying to get them to sit there and watch a three-minute video. It's tough to be interesting in 15 seconds. I know. I mean, mean, any person who shot a Vine video. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got to... Instagram video. it, it, It takes time. The idea of not having text in the videos is almost self-explanatory. If you're going to overlay a color and then possibly even text in the future on top of your video, it could get lost inside of there. I'm not talking like a, a, a sign or a logo, having like actual written text throughout your video. I've seen that with a couple of our clients where they have a zoom up of a book or something like that, or like a computer screen with typing coming out and the quality dips or they add text over top of it and it almost becomes unreadable. Cool. Not too much of a question there. It's just <laughs> kind of my soapbox that I'm standing on for videos. Oh, I was just going to use do that you word. Prefer, ah. 
Do you prefer an embedded video from an outside source or a native video on the website? Wow. Good Great question. question. Uh, I, from a developer standpoint. Yeah. Um, if, if you're talking for as a des- looking at it as a designer and to draw your user in, I love having background videos right there on the website. That's fine. You can have a play button that opens up a light box that links to yeah. YouTube or links to the full video. That's great. What about but like in a blog article, if you're blogging? Embed it. It doesn't hurt. It's, it's easier for the user to use the CMS to go in and just copy and paste the embed code than it is to mess around with the code and try to get it to work. It also, those YouTube embeds, they, kinda, they keep it quite they simple and they load quick too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. Google's going to squawk. I'm sure they don't love videos in web pages. I just saw an article today. They oh, want yeah, websites loading them. under two seconds. Yep. Two seconds. Yeah. That's insane. We have a couple sites loading What's under two seconds. What's kind of the current average? Uh, well, right now we're telling clients about four. The average site is around. The average site page is around two megs, and videos can get up to forty-eight megs. Uh, there's ways to load them in though that kind of tricks the the server into looking elsewhere. Well, but if, you have, if some people who don't just don't know put a giant video in yeah. there, yeah, right. their you're, load you, times are going to go through oh, the roof, and then they'll wonder why they're not getting any rank. Yeah, you're smoked. You're like, that's it. it. It hurts almost everything. All right, Ashley, you're up. Me? And I'm dying to hear what you're going to say. Me too. Right? I can't wait. Because you've just been oh bustling over here. I'm not going to distract you while you're doing your little speech either <laughs> by giggling uncontrollably. I don't know. Talking about. Oh my god. Well, as you were talking about your video, I was kind of briefing through my packet I printed out. Because <laughs> um, this is, I found an article based on kind of the current trends um, of 2015 and 16 for web, and background video was one of them. You're on trend. Um, I'm always on trend, please. <laughs> I don't need an article to tell me that. The example, oh, kidding. I was about to say the, <laughs> the example they gave was different than I've kind of um, seen before or what I've done with some of the sites we've done. But I think I was imagining how I wanted their video to play rather than how it actually did. Just like a designer. <laughs> Regardless. So, um, some of the other things that, I mean, have popped up occur- reoccurring um, were just, like, the use of navigation or whatnot and, you know, the hamburger font or hamburger fonts. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that, uh, like, a real thing or is that just... It's not a hamburger font. It's just the I mean, there's okay, font, there's font icons that are, that are the hamburger logos. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. I did a project once. And it was called like hamburger fonts, and I wasn't sure if that was like real or not. So. Was the hamburger your professor? Back. Did you just go to McDonald's and eat a hamburger? Yeah. Was Ronald was McDonald sitting yeah. next to you? No. Oh, you okay. guys, are, you guys are gonna play right into my hands. Did you get a McFlurry? Topic. Am I? I or did. are we? Ooh, Shamrock. <laughs> Oh my God. Save the plugs for the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm we know you're sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Can you sing that Mick Pick Two song? No. Is that no, McDonald's? That's not, it. That's not the Mick Pick Two. Can I get a Mick Pick Two? Who yeah. is? That's I'm loving it. That's McDonald's. That is McDonald's. This podcast is McDonald's. Wow. I'm loving it. Midway through that. Gonna get sued. Midway through that. Like our craft that's Burger King. Brought to you by the Shamrock Shake. We're trying to get some sponsorships in there. 
free lunches. Yeah. Sorry, Ashley. No, that's fine. Um, something else that was going uh, in my list of trends was about material design. You guys said you kind of touched on that previously. Go ahead, you can talk about it again. Listen to our thing. last podcast. Right. Link here. Episode three. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So moving on from material design. No, you can. Um, you can talk about it. I mean, oh, I what's your so take sad. on it? Mike gave us his take on it last time. Well, I was looking at Ooh. a different article. I think it was actually straight up from Google. I am. So it was basically going through and giving you like the amount of like pixels and everything for your depth and whatnot and basically the specific rules of how to set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. set everything up. And that was the first time I've seen an article of how like specific it gets into. So I thought that was really interesting. The, the question just keeps coming back, and I'm going to... Again, you're playing right into my topic, but... Well, that's a good segue. Should, <laughs> should website design have design standards? Yes, and I mean, having no. rules like that are actually very specific. Wait, so having certain rules, and this was actually jumping back to my article, it said something about, let me see if I can find it and summarize, but it was something about like just because like trends are good, <clears throat> but trends make everything look the same. So I think when you have, so, and like that's where you also get templates too, and everyone's using the same template and setting everything up the exact same way. I mean, yeah, they're switching right. out colors and fonts and excuse me, and things like that, but um, in having rules like that, I, I mean, you're going to start to see the exact same thing, because everyone's putting everything When well, we talked about, at our, in our last After Hours episode, we talked about material design, and basically it was a reaction to flat design, which yeah. was a reaction to everything was glossy before. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, well, there's something in the middle. But when you have a convention, and I'm just going to start rolling this into my topic because yeah. it's just pertinent. That <laughs> is design dying or is it dead because everybody expects a certain thing? Well, it can't be dead or else I'd be out of a job. <laughs> Actually, it's now fired. Maybe it's no longer design. Maybe it's called something else. Maybe and it's... this is Mike's way of saying thank I, you I, for your time. I, that you can... That's all for now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cruel. That's so cruel. There's a cardboard box outside. We don't need designers anymore. Yeah. Well, so but we do, makes... so <laughs> keep your butt in that chair. So, Ashley, defend your job. Go ahead. <laughs> and go. I add life to the party, you know. No, but, it's, but it begs the question, are there too many conventions in web design that everybody follows? I, I see material design. I know you saying you were saying it was an, uh, an answer to kind of flat design. I see it birthed out of flat design and app, uh, app development and app design. Every time I see uh, material design, I, I, I think of essentially WebOS applications or mobile applications. I mean, essentially, it's, it's, a, it's a congruent design throughout the entire thing that, it, 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 honestly, when I first saw them, it reminded me of clicking on an application on my phone. Right. It's kind of like marrying that to website design. And yeah, you get kind of in a sticky situation when you start looking at trends as rules, and a lot of a lot of people will do that. A lot of but people will look at it. But starting to become they they're becoming tools and tools yes. only, and they're becoming so simple now that it's almost like we're getting to the hammer and screwdriver section of this thing, where it's they're so basic. Are they even are they even worth looking at anymore? I I, I don't know. You know. If you need to say it, <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think you want her to say that. You don't need to write it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. 
I I like okay. material design personally. I do. I mean, I like I think, it. I think but... when you start looking at it, like um as a a, a a template to follow, that's where it, I look at it more. I would look at it more for inspiration as question. opposed to. Yes, we have a question. If material design is the next thing, I have two questions. One, why would you want to start doing what everyone else in the world is going to start doing? Exactly. So then what is the next thing? Well, and part two is who determines what's the new web design Just thing? what everyone hooks on to. Well, Google invented it. The thing is, you can say that, but I don't see a lot of glossy websites with you know, emboss and yeah. drop shadows. Yeah, anymore. Like you <laughs> can, you back. can sit there and be like, "Flat design is the new thing." Do you really want to do what everything else says? Well, everybody, like, mm -hmm. kind of. You can be very creative inside material design. It doesn't have to be, kind of. But it still has those characteristics of drop shadows and you know designing on the Z bit, index. Yeah. And here's another question. I love. We can want to do material design all we want. However, how can we encourage clients to go along with it? Because that's a struggle that we have it in is. pretty much every design project is we give what's safe, what's far off, which in this instance probably will be material design and what's in the middle. I and the client always goes to the safe side. You do them side. in your mood boards. You show them examples of how material. That's what she's saying. We, we give we them a give, range yeah. and they always go to what they're most I would comfortable honestly, with. I'd pitch it as this is almost like your your application it's an application for you think of it as an like that and as a design as opposed to your website that for me would sell more to clients because clients i've had clients come up to me looking for mobile applications mm -hmm. and essentially there's a lot of them that just you don't need it if you have a solid responsive website drive traffic to your solid responsive website amen and if you can get that solid solid responsive website material design it's going to act and look a lot like what you would think a standard application would look like okay so here's where i go blasphemous blasphemous was material design developed so developers didn't need designers mm. bum 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 that's it i told he's you. on to us <laughs> see i'm trying to give me that i'm trying to create give me your mic <laughs> i'm gonna be on this can't go out <laughs> he knows too much i don't think so because I can't, I, I can't probably design a material design site half as good as Ashley would be able to. Boom, which is why you need me. <laughs> you Mic drop. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, it's something that you, everybody will need practice in as a designer. Because it's a yeah. new type of yeah. looking at a website. Um, now, when we, we had our critique on our, our talent marketing website last week, and I tried to incorporate some of those material design things in it. Yeah. Didn't necessarily look like a material design website. See, now I'm now I'm arguing for it. Yeah, you switched on. Make up your mind already. No, this I is, think one of them. This I is, think this is the forum for it. I think there's a couple of comps that I've looked at recently that have been pushing that material design kind of thing, and that's it. It kind of could get introduced a little bit slower than jump. Like, I'm sure there's a client out there that is willing to, to make the jump to material design. Mm -hmm. If you look it's just at the quality appropriate websites, client. Yes, that's like, what I that's mean. Like, that's all it is. And I just don't think we've, like, within the websites that I'm currently in the midst of designing, you know, and the client hasn't even seen it, I'm trying to think, oh, well, like, would it make sense if I did it for them? Like, it's too late because we're about to meet with them. But with the clients I currently have, I don't know if that would entirely make sense for their audience or for their product or service or whatever. 
Right, like, would you think so material? So now are you back to the one big hero image in three boxes? No, <laughs> I, one three. I want to break out from that. I think, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. It's just, a, and that's what kind of is going back to my article of what the trends are and everything. It is just like the nav, the hero image, boxes, blah, content. And it's just like that, that's all, not all what you're seeing. Do you but kind think of. that material design will be seen as too modern? No. No. Not if you pitch it right. I mean, okay. I'm sure some clients will. There's going to be business-to-business clients that are out there, or even e-commerce clients, where material design might not be right for them right now. If you're trying to sell a product, you're not trying to kind of, you're trying to get the product into the consumer's hand. I would fall over if a client came to us and said, we want material design. Me too. From happiness or from like surprise? I don't know. What Both. Is. All the above. Yeah, prob- probably Yeah, I'd be excited. Just because. It's really, if the stars align, like it's the right client, you pitch it correctly, they're willing to take a chance, like all those things, then yeah, like we have, you got it. We have some of those clients. Now, PayPal just redesigned all their apps and they used solid material design. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like right to the letter. But, so what is that? But it, it was only on their app. When you mm-hmm. look at their desktop app, and this is, this is where I get worried that design for desktop is just dying because everybody's mobile first, mobile first, mobile first, which right. means you have to design really simple, which makes everything look very boring. And that's and where also people like... people get through websites mm-hmm. in three seconds, but you have a lot to say or a lot to you need a more complicated website mm-hmm. i'm making an argument for um the last round of town marketing <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, for another after yeah. hours i can't wait for that one you can find <laughs> <I'm sick. laughs> a huge number of amazing material design sites online i don't think desktop design or development is going to go away anytime soon whatsoever i mean they're pushing out iPods now that are the size of desktops. I mean, call that what you will, but that is desktop development. I'm developing for essentially the same size as 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 a desktop. Use a Safari. Mm -hmm. Am I behind on things? The iPods are really as big as desktops. There's one is called the iPod Pro, or I mean iPad Pro. iPad Pro. It's like it's like the size of the laptop screen. Oh yeah, they're still making iPod, and I'm just like. (laughs) You know what? The iPad. I'm over here. I'm like, whatever Chris says, the iPod. And I'm just nodding along. Thanks thanks for catching me on that one. I also like how. I'm just gonna call you. Thank you. Yeah, because I like in your head you were like really iPods, huh? People really so want music can... the size of their desktop? But, like, I'm literally picturing, like, a desktop That's the latest size. trend. Oh, yeah, like draw that it. That's great for a podcast. Thing. I apologize ahead of time, but, you know, like... You she's know. drawing what she's picturing. <laughs> That's just great. No, I'm sorry you know, to everyone those, out there. I meant iPad. I support you. It is you. now the iPod Mega Pro. <laughs> I am sorry. I meant iPad. I support iPad. you. I was with you. Thank yeah. you. Whatever you said was right, because I was just nodding along. Going, yeah. mm-hmm. like, Chris bad. must know. That's the latest thing. The I believe everything that Chris said. giant says. iPod. <laughs> Pad. My bad. But, uh... On that God. note, he's done. <laughs> totally derailed. He's got nothing else. My apologies. We're kind of transitioning into... Web application, mobile application yeah. versus material design, like those kind of three mm-hmm. aspects. And I didn't want to do that so much. I think there's a place for every single one of those. I think web application, mobile application also go hand in hand. I mean, if, if you have something that's actual a full program online, you're going to need a mobile program. You're not really going to make that too responsive. Think Twitter, yeah. Facebook, your standards. Some of the thing. things that you know I've been looking at is you know. Now, I know some of the responsive things that we do, when you collapse them down, they all kind of just, you know, funnel down. But 
when you start really looking to what responsive should be, it changes drastically. It changes yes. like font sizes and colors and order and stuff like that, which I know gets really difficult to do. Yeah. But that's the way you customize a desktop experience. The, there's iPad a lot experience. of new things coming out for that. I mean, there's there's view width measurements instead of so instead of setting the font at ems ems which we usually do um old time they used to set them at pixels or points and then drop them down as you went down instead of doing that you essentially base the font off of the size of the view screen using view width that's one of the many techniques so that way that's what you're seeing in kind of those way like uh, like really well done responsive sites is you're seeing font size not be first, based off of straight. First time I saw M's. a developer designing an M's, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're messing this all up. Yeah, no. Pixels made it seem stuff. very easy because a pixel was no, no, one no, dot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Niche, no. This no. is why I don't de develop, no. uh, build websites But yeah, we're, I mean, I'm starting to move into, you know, view widths and all of that. Um, it's just harder for the designer to swallow <laughs> because it looks different on literally every font, every uh, screen size, but it looks good on every screen size. He is trying to get rid of you. I'm yep, sorry. I think we it. maybe cut, cut you off on your design trends. Yeah. What else is on your topic, Ashley? And you're shaking the whole table. <laughs> she just gave us the bird. It's, it's me, no it's me to report everything that's it's happening. Flying around, no it's flying around in the room. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> I'd like to remind everybody here. No, um, I don't know. I've, I'm kind You're of You're out of bullets. Yeah. You're derailed. <laughs> She's out of bird seed. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yummy. All right. Well, we're out of uh, topic, so I guess that's, that's the end of our podcast. So um, this is Mike, Ashley, Alyssa, Chris, all signing out. Peace out. Okay. Until next time. Would you do that again?